Hey guys, it's me Ishita and today we'll be starting off with another chapter of Matilda by Ronaldo. The name of the chapter is The Ghost. There was a comparative calm in the Wormwood household for about a week after the super glue episode. If you haven't watched out, checked it out. The experience had clearly chastened Mr. Wormwood and he seemed temporarily to have lost his taste of boasting and bullying. Then suddenly he struck again. Perhaps he had had a bad day at the garage and had not sold enough crummy second-hand cars. There were many things that make a man irritable when he arrives from home from work in the evening and a sensible wife will usually notice the storm signals and will leave him alone until the summer is down. When Mr. Wormwood arrived back from the garage that evening, his face was as dark as thundercloud and somebody was clearly from the high jump pretty soon. His wife recognized the signs immediately and made herself sacred. Then he strode into the living room. Matilda happened to be curled up in an armchair in the corner, totally absorbed in the book. Mr. Wormwood switched on the television, the screen lit up. The program blared. Mr. Wormwood glared at Matilda. She hadn't moved. She had somehow trained herself by now to block her ears to the ghastly sound of the dreaded box. She kept right on reading and for this reason, this infuriated the father. Perhaps his anger was intensified because she saw her getting pleasure from something that was beyond his reach. Don't you ever stop reading? He snapped at her. Oh, hello, Daddy, he said pleasantly. Do you have a good day? What is this trash? He said, snatching the book from her hands. It isn't trash, Daddy. It's lovely. It's called The Red Pony. It's by Joan Steen Beck, an American writer. Why don't you try it? You'll love it. Flift, Mr. Wormwood said. If it's my American, it's certain to be a flift. That's all they write about. No, Daddy, it's beautiful. Honestly, it is. It's about... I don't know what it's about, Mr. Wormwood barked. I'm fed up with your reading anyway. Go find yourself something useful to do. With frightening suddenness, he now began ripping the pages out of the book in handfuls and throwing them in waste paper baskets. Matilda froze in horror. The father kept going. There seemed little doubt that the man felt some kind of jealousy. How dare she? He seemed to be saying with each rip of a page. How dare she enjoy reading books when he couldn't? How dare she? That's a library book, Matilda cried. It doesn't belong to me. I have to return it to Mrs. Phillips. Then you'll have to buy another one, won't you? Father said, still tearing out pages. You'll have to save your pocket money until there's enough in the kitty to buy one. Mrs. Phillips, won't you? With that, he dropped now the empty covers of the book into the basket and marched out of the room, leaving the telly blaring. Most children in Matilda's plate would have burst into floods of tears. She didn't do this. She sat there very still and white and thoughtful. She seems to know that neither crying nor slucking got anyone anywhere. The only sensible thing to do when you are attacked, as Napoleon once says, to counterattack. Matilda's wonderfully subtle mind was already at work devising yet another suitable punishment for the poisonous parent. The plan was now beginning to hatch in a mind dependent, however, upon whether or not Fred's parrot was really good as a talker as Fred made out. 
Fred was a friend of Matilda. He was a small boy of six who lived just round the corner from her. And for days he had been going on with this great talking parrot his father had given him. So the following afternoon, as soon as Mrs. Wormwood had departed in her car for another season of bingo, Matilda set out for Fred's house to investigate. She knocked on his door and asked if she would be kind enough to show her the famous bird. Fred was delighted and led her up to his bedroom where a truly magnificent blue and yellow parrot sat in a toy cage. There it is, Fred said. Its name is Chopper. Make it talk, Matilda said. I, you can't make it talk, Fred said. You have to be patient. It'll talk when it feels like. They hung around waiting. Suddenly the parrot said, hello, hello, hello. It was exactly like a human voice. Matilda said, that's amazing. What else can it say? Rattle my bones, the parrot said, giving a wonderful imitation of a spooky voice. Rattle my bones. He's always saying that, Fred told her. What else can he say? Matilda asked. That's about it, Fred said. But it is marvelous, don't you think? It's fabulous, Matilda said. Will you land me to see just for one night? No, Fred said. Certainly not. I'll give you all my next week's pocket money, Matilda said. That was different. Fred thought it about a few seconds. All right then, he said, if you promise to return him tomorrow. Matilda staggered back to her own empty house, getting the tall cage in both the hands. There was a large fireplace in the dining room and now she set about wedging the cake up the chimney and out of sight. This wasn't so easy, but she managed it in the end. Hello, 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 the bird talked down to her. Hello, hello, shut up, you nut, Matilda said. And she went out to wash her the suit of her hand. That evening, while the mother, the father, the brother, Matilda were having supper as usual in the living room in front of the television, a voice came loud and clear from the dining room across the hall. Hello, 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 it said. Harry, cried the mother, turning white. There's someone in the house. I heard a voice. So did I, the brother said. Matilda jumped up and switched off the tally. Shh, she said. Listen. They all stopped eating and sat there very tense, listening. Hello, 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 came the voice again. There it is, cried the brother. It's bloggers, hissed the mother. They are all in the dining room. I think they are, the father said, sitting tight. Then go and catch them, Harry, hissed the mother. Go out and collar them red-handed. The father didn't move. He seemed in no hurry to dash off and be her hero. His face turned Right. Go on with it, hissed the mother. They're probably after the silver. The husband wiped his lip nervously with the napkin. Why don't we all go together? He said. Come on then, the brother said. Come on, mom. They're definitely in the dining room, Matilda whispered. I'm sure they are. Mother grabbed a poker from the fireplace. The father took a golf club that was standing in the corner. But the brother seized a table lamp, ripping the plug out of its socket. Matilda took the knife she had been eating with and all four of them crept towards the dining room. The father well kept behind the others. Hello, 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 came the voice again. Come on, Matilda cried and she burst into the room, brandishing with her head. Stick him up, she yelled. We have got you, the others followed her, waving their weapons. Then they stopped. They stared around the room. There was no one there. There's no one here. Father said, greatly relieved. I 
heard him, Harry, the mother shrieked, still quacking. I distinctly heard his voice. So did you. I'm certain I heard him, Matilda cried. He's here in somewhere. He began searching behind the sofas and behind the curtains. Then came the voice once again, soft and spooky this time. Rattle my bones, it said. Rattle my bones. They all jumped, including Matilda, who was a pretty good actress. <laughs> they stared around the room. There was still no one there. It's a ghost, Matilda said. Heaven help us, cried the mother, clutching her husband around the neck. I know it's a ghost, Matilda said. I've heard it there before. This room is haunted. I thought you know that. Save us, Matilda's mother screamed, almost trotting her husband. I'm getting out of here, the father said, grayer than ever now. They all fled, slamming the door behind them. The next afternoon, Matilda managed to get a rather stooty, grumpy parrot down the chimney and out of the house without being seen. She carried it through the back door and ran it with all the way to Fred's house. Did it behave itself? Fred asked her. We had a lovely time with it, Matilda said. My parents adored it. So that was it for this chapter number three. I hope you loved it. I am seriously enjoying this book. So I hope you are as well. Do forget do not forget to click on the follow button. Do send me voice messages, Anna. And I'll be, I'm eagerly waiting for them. And yes, don't do this to any of your parents. They are good. This is just a book. This is just imaginary. Matilda would have never done this in a real life. So please don't do this to your parents. This is just a book. It's about it. So thank you. Stay tuned. Till then, take care and bye-bye.